And I'm always curious about the idea, the genesis. What were they doing when that song comes into their head? Or how did they prep themselves for that role? You're listening to WERALP, Arlington, Virginia, 96.7 FM, streaming and on demand at WERA.FM. Coming to you from the studios at Arlington Independent Media, I'm your host, Lynn Borton, and this is Choose to be Curious. Welcome. This is a show all about curiosity. We talk about research and theory, but mostly it's conversations about how curiosity shows up in work and life. Marie Curie is purported to have said, be less curious about people and more curious about ideas. Sounds very cerebral, but is it really such a useful distinction and why not be interested in people? Today, we're going to explore one kind of curiosity about people, our insatiable interest in celebrities, with someone who knows a thing or two about the topic. Fresh out of college, Dean Rogers founded his own entertainment news magazine nearly 10 years ago, and beginning a little over a year ago, began hosting the Rogers Review here on WERA. Trained in broadcast journalism and a part-time actor himself, Dean has a ringside seat to the entertainment industry and the fascinations that swirl around it. I confess I feel at a bit of a disadvantage this week because I don't know much about the entertainment industry, and I don't think of myself as particularly curious about celebrities, which is exactly why I wanted to talk with Dean. I was curious, what is it about celebrities? And because the curiosity gods are always looking out for us, I just read a newly published paper by George Mason professor Todd Cashton on research that's actually pretty relevant here. For the last several years, he has been working on a theory of what he calls the five dimensions of curiosity. So thinking of curiosity not as a linear thing, but as kind of a multidimensional thing. And rather rather than that simplistic, homogeneous view of curiosity, he is proposing a more complex constellation of factors that express themselves in varying degrees in each of us, including joyous exploration, deprivation sensitivity, stress tolerance, social curiosity, and thrill-seeking. I will certainly be talking more about this work and the various dimensions Cashton outlines. And you can read the paper. I've posted it on the Facebook page, Choose to be Curious. But today, I'm focused on social curiosity, that wanting to know what other people are thinking and doing, whether through observation and direct questioning or gathering secondhand information. And according to Cashton's work, people who are high in social curiosity are often what he calls empathizers, people who love to know what makes other people tick. So what if our interest in celebrities helps us learn empathy or compassion? And as experts in the entertainment industry, celebrities are a lens into a particular world. So how might our interest in the lives of celebrities Help us understand better an industry that is hugely influential in economic terms, socially, as well as culturally. And who better to help me think about these things than a man who really immerses himself in the industry, Dean Rogers. So welcome, Dean. Well, thank you, Lynn, for that wonderful introduction. I never had an introduction like that before. So tell me what you love about entertainment news. The thing I love about entertainment news, it gives you that amazing joy, especially you want to know what's happening 
within the world, whether it's in your backyard or what's happening in Hollywood or New York or Los Angeles. I mean, I always get that joy when I hear about what's happening in the latest news or how did a movie done at a box office recently or what's happening with the latest concert news. It always gives me that feeling that I want to be part of that world. And celebrities to me bring that experience where they get to play that wonderful role, that wonderful character, sing that wonderful song that lifts your spirits up all the time. You run an entertainment news magazine, and you like to say, if it's newsworthy, we'll cover it. Yes. So what makes something newsworthy in the entertainment world? Well, it's, let's just say you hear about, let's say the event I did last night, the Betty Awards, which I never even heard about before. It's newsworthy because of the people involved. It's something that influences your life. Or it's something like your show you want to be curious about. Because even though I never served in the military when it comes to covering an award like the Veterans Awards, it's like I'm always curious of how do these award shows go or how did this event happen every year, every event? I always like to challenge myself. It's like if I can go into an event and cover the concert or the award show or a red carpet saying something, by the end of the day, I want to learn something new something I've never experienced before, something I never even thought before. And if I can walk out out of that event feeling that way, I've done my job. So when you think about the industry, you don't really make a distinction between the industry and the people, do you? Not at all. Yeah. One of the best advices I got from my professor, Dr. Otis Thomas from Bowie State University, Go Bulldogs. <laughs> he gave me the advice of when I talk to a celebrity, whether it's the famous director or the local actor. Treat them like they're my friend from a long time ago. And I'm just catching up and I want to hear about the latest news, if they got married or single, if they got any new jobs or anything. And I want to talk about their story because I love not only listening to the stories, but I like to tell stories as well. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it sounds like that was good advice. It was very good <laughs> advice and I kept it over the years. Oh, very and good. I always tell my team that because it's like you never know how good of a story it would be if you just let the celebrities, let the stars be themselves. Right. And you're just in it for the ride. Right, right. So you trained in communications and broadcast journalism at Bowie State. Go Bulldogs? Yes, Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See, my mascot, my mascot is Bulldogs, too, so I'm with nice. you. Nice. Yeah. So is entertainment journalism different than other forms of journalism in any way? It really is, because when it comes to the hard news, which is what, if you're a journalist, you normally have to do the blood and gut stories like the politics or the sports. It really takes on a different form of life, because with entertainment, it can be easygoing most of the times. But then again, it can be sad, like if we hear about tragedies or we lost celebrities during the week. Well, hard news is like blood and guts. You have to cover the crime. You have to cover statistics. You have to cover the tragedies of the world or politics, as we know about the politics that happen with society right now. And I feel that entertainment, it brings people joy. It relaxes them. It feels like there's something we got to do to just go away from the bad stuff and concentrate on the good stuff, the happy stuff, the stuff that makes us 
feel great about ourselves. So you actually, before we started this show, you mentioned you had an interview actually that maybe crosses that divide, right, where the current affairs meets up with the celebrity life. Um, you want to play that clip and, and then let's talk about it. We want to talk about the fact that just a few days ago, Manchester had experienced a bomb attack. How does that make you feel? What goes through your mind with just hearing about that? But not only see the city rise up and continue to go and continue to strive. Well, the city had a, has had a bolt through its heart. Um, and it's always difficult to recover from something as tragic as that, particularly when, when it's children, when the place that was targeted is a place, the Manchester Evening, the, the MEN Arena, is a place that I've sung at on many occasions. And to think of it in that way as, as not a place of, of joy and happiness and music and love, and to think of it in another way that's completely the opposite of that, the polar opposite of that. That interview was with singer Russell Watson, who is a native of Manchester. And this was literally days after the Manchester bombing. We filmed that interview at the U.S. West Lawn of the U.S. Capitol for the National Memorial Day concert. And that was the first time in my entire broadcasting career I had to question if I should ever ask the question. Hmm. And since he brought it up, it's like, I feel that it's my job to ask that question. And just hearing that clip again, it brings back a flood of memories, especially when the moment we ended that interview, the first part, he and I were in tears. Mm -hmm. And that was the very first time I had to stop an interview. Because even though I wasn't affected, but to look into his eyes and see his emotions and to feel the weight of something that could happen anywhere. It could happen in D.C. It could happen to any of us in our respective cities and towns and nations. And you feel for them. Yeah. And it's like, at the end of the day, they may be stars, but they're human. You know, that's so interesting. I read, I found a piece in Psychology Today, actually, about celebrity and and our curiosity about celebrities. And it was suggesting that, you know, maybe it's a combination of voyeurism and schadenfreude, but also empathy. And there was a great line. I want to read it because I think it it may resonate. I'm curious to hear what you think about it. So the author wrote, we get to know their characters as they deal heroically with their on-scene challenges. Our knowledge of a character's life stops when the movie ends. Since our curiosity to know more about the character is frustrated, we want at least to know about the actor. Do you buy that? I definitely do. Yeah. Because I've met and interviewed and talked to so many actors, directors, producers, and growing up, it's like I've always wanted to meet them ever since I was a young boy. And then to finally be a reporter and I'm the person that's asking their questions to figure out why are they who they are? Because, you know, I can admire celebrity and adore them and want to be their best friends for life. But I was curious to know, how do they become the star they are today? Because we can talk about their favorite movie. We can talk about the role they play in an action movie 
or the song they sang in a concert or an album. And I'm always curious about the idea, the genesis. What were they doing when that song comes into their head? Or how did they prep themselves for that role, whether it's through makeup, whether it's studying other characteristics of other actors and other roles? So I, I hear the historian in you coming out. Yes, I do. Yeah. I yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you hear the historian coming out, too. And you you were sharing um, some of your interest in history, and you have another interview that you brought with you that uh, fits with that. And it's a different kind of celebrity. Would you play that one for us? Yes, indeed. I would love for people to take away from Selma a message of hope and optimism. A message of determination that you never ever give up, you never ever give in, that you be persistent and consistent. So that's a different kind of celebrity. Tell us about that one. That was the most famous, I say, politician I ever got to talk to and hear wonderful story. That was Representative John Lewis from Georgia. And that was from the red carpet of the movie Selma, which was held at the museum in Washington, D.C. And the funny thing about that is I'm an American history buff. So meeting people who influence our nation, their decisions, the historic events, it brings me a brighter joy than meeting any celebrity I've ever met. I have to admit that. And when I heard that Congressman Lewis was coming to town and to be part of the red carpet, it's like I got so many questions to ask him. But due to time constraints, I was limited to one Uh. question. So the question I asked from that clip was, why was it important for people of my generation to watch Selma? And the answer you heard, it was like, okay, yep, one question was enough. (laughs) So uh, I was just thinking, you know, how interesting to, if you are limited to one question in an in an interaction, what might that question be? And I find myself with two questions for you right now. <laughs> Go for it. Well, one of them is what might that question be? But but the but the other is, so that's two really different examples of celebrity. How how do you define celebrity? I define celebrity as a person who has. Like a superhero, extraordinary talents beyond belief. They must have the best voice, the best speaking talent when it comes to oration like President Obama and Oprah and Viola Davis at the Women's March in Los Angeles. They have those unique gifts. Those are the people who, you know, they can face danger, deliver their talents, and enjoy in the glow of it. They do it for fun. They do it for excitement. Some of them do it for money or the fame, but it gives them that excitement that they have this extraordinary gift and just want to share it with the world. Well, do you think all celebrities are superheroes? Not all. Yeah. I mean, like humans, they have their good days. They have their bad days. They rise to the top and some of them, they fall to the bottom, but we'll remember them throughout our lifetime, whether... It's how we met them or how we know them or how they influence our lives. Right. So there's an interesting uh, element of 
of voyeurism, sort of living through them. But you also talked about sort of building relationships. Well, that was game show host Todd Newton. And Todd Newton and I, we go way back. And now that I'm thinking about it, it was 15 years when, before TRR came into my mind, I was at my college and I was assigned to cover the Get School Tour in the Westfield Montgomery Mall in Bethesda. And the host, Todd Newton, which I've seen from Whammy, the all-new Pressure Luck, and Hollywood Showdown. And I said I would like to interview, and he accepted. So I went down to the mall, and afterwards we had our interview. And it was amazing because that was the very first time I interviewed a celebrity. And we met throughout the years. We met through The Price is Right Live. We met through other game show network events. And most recently, this was the most recent interview I had with him. He was getting ready to do The Price is Right Live in Baltimore. I think it was at the Lyric Opera House. And the last time we talked, it's not interviewer, interviewee. It was like old best friends catching up because we both caught up with our career since he's won a couple of Emmy Awards for Family Game Night for The Hub. I've gone to start TRR and became a part-time actor and build this TRR empire, as they say, and then started the radio show. It's like, it is amazing how much an influence my first interview had, and it provided the stepping stones to what I'm doing right now. Oh, great. Being interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. So so now I'm going to ask that other question is, is there is there like a, a perfect celebrity interview question? Do you have a go-to question? Yes, I actually do. The go-to question why I always ask is, and it goes to the little young Dean, if you can give a person who's listening or watching or reading a piece of advice that they want to become an actor, producer, or writer, or so forth, but they need that boost of confidence from you, what would you say to them? And over the years, I've gotten some great responses from the various people I got to interview. And and just hearing those, it feels like they're literally talking to me, which they are, but it's like, they're talking to the seven-year-old Dean who seen these stars, seen how perfect their lives are out in the world, and I want to be them one day. Mm-hmm. And Todd Newton was the first interviewee, and it's like, I still can't believe that we're still friends, we're still talking to each other. And every interview since then has gotten bigger it's gotten bolder it's gotten better at my craft and i always have to pinch myself every time i do interviews to say oh my gosh i interviewed al gore i've interviewed christopher nolan i've interviewed octavia spencer the list goes on and on and on it's like I'm trying to figure out who haven't I interviewed. (laughs) So I'm going to push back a little bit, though, because celebrities' lives aren't perfect. I mean, as you interview them, you start to see that, don't you? Yes, I do. I mean, if you're really getting to who they are, that starts to become more clear, I would think. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. So we have to geek out a little bit. Yes. Because um, 
we we were talking earlier about the celebrities you've met, mm-hmm. and you were at DC and DC, yes. and you met a buddy of mine. So we have to give a shout out to Tom King. Yes. So Tom. talk to me about talking to Tom. Tom was simply amazing. I mean, to finally meet him, especially since my friend Harry said, if you're going to talk to anyone, you got to talk to Tom King. I said, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to talk to Tom King. And just having him sit right next to me, it was like, yes, I like this. It is good. I love this guy. And he was down to earth. He was so amazing to talk about his crap. But the whole event, oh, my gosh. I mean, especially with a, a magazine like mine, we're online now. We've gone to radio. And I'm still astonished of how comic book fans respond to the post because before the event we only averaged probably about maybe 12 13,000 impressions in a month in less than 24 hours after doing that event we went over 104,000 impressions interesting and to this day we are still getting impressions we're still getting facebook likes we're still getting instagram hits i mean it is astonishing. I mean, it's like it took nine years to finally cross the 100,000 <laughs> threshold. It's like, okay, I think we now found our stride here. We got to go through that route. So I read a really interesting piece in Men's Journal of All Places um, written by a writer who's also a runner. And he was talking about sort of, you know, why is he curious about whether whether celebrities are runners? And his theory was that it's a combination of both feeling a little com- competitive with them, like, could I beat them? But also proximity. It's like I could I could run into him literally or figuratively. And then normalcy. He runs and I run. He's an ordinary guy. And, uh, you know, in hearing you talk about the, the stuff at, at DC and DC and, and kind of that huge mass of celebrities and sort of knowing, having known Tom, for instance, for a very long time, since way before he was famous, and yep. he's just an ordinary guy, right? Exactly. And it is an interesting, it is an interesting thing. And as I hear you talk about it, I think, at least for you, this is in part social curiosity, but it's also clearly joyous exploration. It definitely is, especially since you mentioned you knew Tom before he was famous. I can count a number of times on my hands and toes the celebrities I met before they hit it big. And one of the biggest examples I've comes to mind is Taika Waititi, who directed Boy, which was a oh, uh, short yeah. New Zealand film. This was back in, I think it was 2012 or 13. And then to find out that this guy I interviewed back in the day, he directed Thor Ragnarok. And I said, you got to be kidding me <laughs> so i caught him before he was he blew up yeah yeah oh that's great so we're out of time but oh. but i know right but i want you to tell people where to find you What's well they can find me a number of places um it's the rogers review review spelled different way r-e-v-u-e it's the rogers and you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter at the Rogers Review. Right. All right. There is always time for my big jar of wannabe analogies. You ready? Sure. Okay. So reach in, take out a slip of paper. Feels like a game show here. It, I know. It's kind of <laughs> like a game show. Yeah, oh, right. And you're there a you veteran go. of game shows. Okay. Yes, I am. 
So you're going to make an analogy to curiosity with whatever is on that slip. I'll pick up one for myself and one for the audience. Do you want to go or you want me to go? I want you to go since I've never done this before. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's see. Uh, curiosity is like a calendar. Uh-oh. Um, let's see. Curiosity is like a calendar. Um, hmm. Because it's a way of um, helping you move through time. It can sort of organize time for you. It can um, give you something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, um, I don't know, that's the best I can do. What have you got? <laughs> Curiosity is like tar. Oh, all and right. I think I found a perfect example. People have given you advice. And they're hoping that it sticks to you for the rest of your life. Tar can be is sticky. You cannot remove it. It's there with you. And to me, I've gotten all pieces of advice throughout the years. And it has stuck with me. And it never goes away no matter how young or how old I get. Nice. I like that. Okay. And audience, yours is lava. How is curiosity like lava? Let us know. Facebook, Twitter, hashtag analogy. Well, Dean, thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you for inviting me. You've been listening to WERA 96.7 FM. If you joined us late or want to catch up with this or any of the other great programs on Radio Arlington, check us out online and on demand at WERA.FM. Special thanks to my guest, Dean Rogers, to Jesse Robinson, who played matchmaker for this conversation so many months ago, and to the several celebrities who joined us on the clips. That was fun. Links to Cashton's work, that Curious Runner article, and the Rogers Review, all on Facebook. You can hear my previous shows on Facebook, Mixcloud, SoundCloud, and iTunes, all at Choose to Be Curious, and my website, choosetobecurious.com. And I hope you'll follow me on Twitter at choose, number two, letter B, curious. Don't forget to send us your lava analogy, hashtag analogy, and be sure to join us next time. Until then, choose to be curious. Funding for Choose to be Curious on WERA 96.7 FM is provided in part by the Center for Parents and Teens, where families are strengthened through a connection built through positive communication, mutual understanding, and realistic expectations of one another. For more information, visit www.centerforparentsandteens.com. Choose to be Curious is sponsored in part by realtor Christine Hopkins. Curious about real estate? Christine works with clients from around the world using her time and knowledge to build community. As she likes to say, community engagement has always been my big why. Working in real estate has helped me express that. What makes you part of a community more than living there? For more information, visit facebook.com slash Nova House Hunter.